Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellocoon and Zach. Bonsai Beat, this is John Kuhn, along with Zach. Anime, that's what this podcast is all about. Shows and such. I forgot for a moment. Yes, this is the Las Vegas cast. <laughs> Alright, sorry, enough uh, enough idle chit-chat and banter. Anime, I have actually got caught back up. The shows I have not actually got back up on, Kakuri or 18If. Those are about the only ones I'm not watching. I... I want to quit the skirt show, because oh my god, it is like what is hentai? the skirt show? That's the one that was the hentai. What the fuck, Windows? No, fuck you and your updates. With the girl that was molested back after going out for drinks. Yes. Oh, that's a now real show. Now she gets molested it. every episode. In the last <laughs> episode, the drag queen guy who dresses as a girl. Is like, I like you, and we just had sex in this hotel room. And she's like, no, don't sex me. And he's like, <laughs> oh, but I like you. But I would prefer to sex you. And then she goes, well, maybe I could get to like you if you're a girl. And it's like, okay, fuck this show. <laughs> I don't so know how sucks. you watched anymore after last time. Netzuo Trap is boring as shit. It's just girls being lesbians and... The boyfriend knows, so now there's like abuse. So like the main one of the main girls, like the girl who like initiates all the time, mm-hmm. the bo- her boyfriend found out what they've been doing, so he sexually is like abusing her and like punched her in the eye. What? But, yeah, and she had, like a patch over it. But when the other girl shows up, she's all like, "Time for sexy time." I don't know. It sucks. I'm dropping it. Is is everything trying to be like an edgy sexual teenage show after I, Scum's Wish? I guess. No. Because Scum's Wish was only last what, last season? Yeah, just last season. So they wouldn't have time to copy any of it, obviously. But <sighs> But man, that one did the promiscuality, correct. This one, all these just these sound terrible. Just, yeah, these are just stuff for the sake of stuff. It's it's dumb. Don't watch it. Um <laughs> I haven't watched eighteen F, I've been meaning to. Because I'm kind of curious to see what happens with the, see if the artwork and the, uh, the really just craziness keeps up. Mm-hmm. No one seems to be talking about it. I still haven't watched it. I, I added it to my queue on Crunchyroll, but I haven't started. Um, and then I've only watched the first two episodes of Cock 
whatever, gambling. <laughs> well, Gambian, gam, gambling girls. Gambling orgy girls. Exactly, because she has orgasms when she gambles. Mm-hmm. The last one I saw was the one about her ripping, like, biting nails or something. Man, that one was disturbing. They really sell it with the facial expressions and they the do. voice acting. The voice acting's creepy for that one. The girl's terrifying. Yes. Well, what I have been staying up on, and I was happy because I watched episodes two, three, four, marathon, and then I got to the end of four, and I was like, oh, man, I wish there was five coming out, and it was like 12 hours, so five. I was like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> I watched five the next day uh, of uh, Love and Lies. I was going to say, that was a lot of hype. What show? Okay. Yes. <laughs> was that the one? That's the one with the... mandated to marry someone? Yeah, they're mandated to marry the chosen. Mm. So, it's... it's It feels a bit like... Um, Nisekoi, to a degree. So, it's actually kind of weird. I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much. But essentially, in episode two... We meet the arranged wife, and she's really cute, but she's kind of, like, believes in, like, true love and, like, doesn't really even know what love is. But he confesses that he really likes the one girl that he confessed to, and she's like, I gotta get you guys together. You know, you guys are in true love. You know, that's what love is all about. And they both kind of don't agree on the subject of forced marriages. Uh-huh. And some stuff has come up about it now that I won't get into that kind of puts stuff into more. It's not just black and white of you must marry this person. But essentially, if you if you the guy back out, there's severe consequences for the rest of your life. They pretty much you are fucked for life. Good luck getting a good paying job. Good luck doing anything of, you know, doing good. In your mm-hmm. life. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun show, but it's kind of like. There's some other stuff going on that I don't want to mention. That was kind of surprising. They had a curveball in episode three. And, um, you know, it's kind of like every week it's picking which is the best girl. And it's like, oh, it's this, you know, it's. One or it's the other, and it's like, <laughs> depending on what episode that was released last time, kind of. But they always get the two guys, the guy and the girl together. You know, they're uh, always like she's like, oh, you got to kiss her every day, and they end up kissing usually every day or getting in compromising positions. You know, last time mm-hmm. I went camping and they fell off a cliff into a small hole and they fell into each other's arms and she's like, no, hold me for a little while. I don't know. I'd be more concerned about falling into a hole. Yes, know. yeah. Sounds yeah. dangerous. Yep. Bear Grylls situation. <laughs> and the guy, my God, he loves burial mounds. Why does he love them so much? I, just because they're crazy and interesting, apparently, to him. He gets all revved up about it. <laughs> what a weird thing to be interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I'm really liking this season. This is probably the most many shows I've watched in a long time, even though I'm dropping the two. I mean, 18F, I don't plan on dropping yet. Love and Lies, for sure, I don't plan on dropping. Um, I haven't watched Dive at all. I, you know, I, I watched a lot of the stuff for the sake of the review. Like, I haven't picked up the Convenience Store Boyfriends or whatever it's called. I have no plans on watching that. 
Yeah. No, I don't have any plans of watching Princess Principal. Because I heard it's just terrible. <laughs> it does look pretty bad. At least the characters have cute designs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, we're just going to probably get down to maybe two or three shows I watch that I actually finish from this season. But I'll be honest, I'm, I'm kind of happy because... I, I I don't know how much I, I have to go back to my, my 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 anime list, but I feel like I've watched a lot more than I did last year, and this year's top five at the end of the year, I actually might have stuff to talk about. You might actually have five. I might actually have five. Yeah. Well, I'm only watching two things so far. If it is my turn. Yep. Go right ahead. And, Sorry, uh, I've been talking too much. One is Fate Apocrypha. Which, I don't know how it relates to the Fate franchise other than it's the same plot of all the servants getting summoned. But this time, it's uh, 7v7 because apparently this Holy Grail War summoned a faction for both. So it's like the other Fate series where there's seven servants of all different kinds, but each group has those seven. And they have to battle it out. And... I love the Fate franchises, but this one's A1 Pictures again, instead of Ufotable. So obviously it looks lesser. But then this time, they're trying too hard to make up for the differences. There's some parts of the fight that look really janky to me because they're like trying too hard to live up to Ufotable's animation. And then the sound design is horrible. Well, do you think like, they're just going to try to push it out for TV, but then clean it up for Blu-ray and home release? That's typically what happens. I hope, but the, that those issues weren't present in Ufotable, or if they were, they didn't annoy me. This one, the sound is like the worst I've heard in a show. Like I had a very good quality version of it that I was watching, and I wear like reference studio headphones, so it wasn't my end. And the parts of the battle they do that like explosive bass noise when they like fight or like land a hit to make mm-hmm. it sound exciting, and Phase Zero does this successfully without blowing out your eardrums. But in this one, it's, like, way too loud and too harsh. Like, it's painful to listen to. It ruins, like, the entire fight for me. Like, never has the sound design been so bad in an anime, because, like, I don't think I'm qualified to talk about sound design in general. But this is the one time in every anime I've ever seen that was, like, so annoying, I just, like, made me not want to watch it at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I should find the sound clip because it's like oppressive in how it sounds. But uh, so I want to continue it. But man, they're trying way too hard on the fight scenes. I wish they would just try less hard, (laughs) make it lesser. They don't need to live up to anything. It could still be exciting. But instead, they use way too many explosive bass noises and they try to pan the camera way too close. And when they draw like the perspective of people. I don't know, blocking something or moving their hands in a different direction. It just looks really weird. They're like bent. I don't know. It's like a whole bunch of flaws. It's like if you went in trying to make something with like no budget. and But clearly A1 Pictures must have a budget, so I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So that was upsetting. But overall, I like the series enough to continue. It's doing some interesting things, so... Besides just focusing on the battles. If it was just about the battles, then I would give it up. And then the show I actually love this season, Kakeguri, the gambling one. I'm glad you talked about it, because I probably wouldn't have even watched it. But 
just everything about that show is so satisfying. The the way the main character ends up winning the games and so you said no game no life, and that was one of your favorite things too. Was like the strategy of like how our was her name Shiori or whatever and whatever gonna get out of it. Yeah, Shiro like, and someone Shiro, else. Shiro, that's it. Um, how how does it kind of relate to this show? Well, so yeah, I like the beginning of No Game, No Life because they spend a lot of time focusing on how they would win the game instead of the fantastical fantasy adventure they eventually go through. And I think No Game, No Life becomes a great fantasy show, but it kind of loses what I liked about it early on. And this show keeps all of that. It's very much about the games and the gambling. It takes place in a school, but that seems to just be for the sake of getting their ages because... In the beginning, they say it's a normal school, but everyone gambles after school and during lunch. And so the show is only about gambling. School is just so they can have a setting with high schoolers. And like it's the most impressive use of facial animations and expressions I've seen combined with good voice acting. Because like you can totally, it totally conveys the intent of the players or the intenseness. And then when it doesn't want to convey that because, you know, bluffing is an important part of a lot of games, they just resort to normal animation. Mm. And it's like a really cool way to like take your focus on or off something that a lot of anime lacks. Like a lot of normal slice of life shows, if all the characters either look like nothing because they're not a main character or all look similar being main characters and not make facial expressions, then oftentimes when they're all chatting in the high school classroom, I, I don't know where to look. But this is like, they zoom in, they show the expression. It's grotesque or exaggerated in some way, but as it should be, they're using anime to tell a story. That's its strong point. So in my unprofessional opinion, they should be doing that. And it's just really satisfying. Uh, The the villains, I guess, of the show at the student council and how Yumiko has to beat them all. It's just, it's satisfying because they all do something really creepy. They either, well, they all cheat in some way. That seems to be a trend. Yeah. But but they also have like something else at stake that they used to get to the top from their cheating game. So like in the second episode, they have the student council girl who owns a card making company or parents do. And she bought her way into the student council instead of being good at games. And she uses a rigged deck to, to win the game. But ultimately... Because of the way she rigged it can be seen by everyone. Yumiko beats her because she also saw it and memorized all the cards. So that's cool because in the beginning of No Game, No Life, they stick to things that are believable when explained. But then towards the end, they explain how they won in some way the viewer could have never like, been able to tell. Gotcha. And this one's, although I don't think you could have told how it was done, at least this one's believable. <laughs> Uh, some of the ones you can tell how it's done. Um, the the next one, you shake something in a cup, and wherever it lands is like a result of the the betting or how do I phrase it? It's like the roulette wheel, but instead you shake like little sword things in a cup, and they fall in place. So like I predicted that would be the issue with the game, the shaking, and it turns out yes. But so there's like ways you could predict what's going on. Mm-hmm. A really interesting character is this one of the student council people that's in the opening with the gun, like only plays Russian roulette. So I'm excited to see them. 
<laughs> I'm excited to see them face off. She, like, gets off by surviving Russian roulette. She, like, goes to the bathroom during lunch, like, just into the stall. Yeah. And then pulls out the gun. It's, like, just one time. She's, like, shaking, and she spins the barrel and, like, shoots. And she lives, and she gets off. She, like, she gets into it. Man, with fingering. everybody. It's kind of intense, but... <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, like, the show, I suppose, is adult in nature, or adult. Um, but the compulsory, like, it's called Compulsive Gambler, or whatever, as the name of the show. So, I totally like how they, like, mix the gambling with the sexual orientation, the getting off from gambling, because, like, Food Wars tries to do this, and it just doesn't really make sense. <laughs> like, can you be a compulsory cook? I don't know. Oh, but, ask, like, ask Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, true. He's an angry compulsory cook. But in this show, like, it's so much more, I don't want to say believable, because obviously it's, it's weird and fantastical, but um, at least this one, compulsory gambling and compulsory, like, masturbation or whatever, could be tied together, so. I don't know, I was thinking, like, you know, if it wasn't teenagers, it'd be kind of creepy if it was, like, 30-year-old men and women. Like, ah! I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Like the story wouldn't be as good, I guess. Not the, I mean, not the age matters, but I don't know. You know. Well, the stakes went. Yeah, like normally, the the initial draw, like of the fantastic gambling and the facial expressions and the the lewdness of the show wouldn't have the same draw. But I think now that I'm like five episodes in, the show would just be as good because they like started upping the stakes. Like the characters start interacting outside of games, and they give them motivations. Like in episode four, Yumiko and the first blonde girl she beat in the game. Yeah. Uh, Mary. They like team up. So like uh, you never saw that coming from the beginning. So like they have other motivations for doing things. And this one girl like threatens to or this one guy threatens to like rape Yumiko and stuff. What the fuck? Yeah. She dares them to do it, though. And then the roulette girl comes in and stops them. <laughs> Why'd you rape me? She doesn't care. Uh, I I love getting my badge filled while I'm gambling. (laughs) Yeah. By cards. By cards. (laughs) (laughs) You mean not poker chips? Yeah. Actually, speaking of poker chips, I got some magnets that are poker chips. Yes. What kind? They're just magnets. Oh, okay. Poker (laughs) chips with really strong magnets. At first I heard Megadeth. Megadeth. Is yes. that part of their, like, band paraphernalia is poker chips? Yes. Dave Mustaine. All right. DVD picks? Man, sure. I didn't, well, wait. No, I have more things I've watched. I'm oh, not going to talk about them Christ. at length. But it was a busy anime time while you were gone. Apparently. I watched, I watched Akira with my brother. And though I think it's a good sci-fi, I think I was born... Not born too late, but I watched it too late to fully appreciate it. I don't know. That's why I've always felt, too. Like, it seems like it was a product of its time. And, like, everyone was wowed by it because I don't think, I don't know, you know, I obviously, you weren't even born. Right. I was super young when it came out. But I feel like, like, that was probably maybe the first Japanese, like, mainstream movie. I, I could be wrong because... I mean, I it's think, like overly I think, violent. So I, I think, think it was like the first adult, like, hey, this is edgy, guys. This is a normal cartoons. 
You know, right. This is during that whole hate hate period of the ultra violent Japanese cartoons, you know. Right. Yeah. It was ultra violent. I think it was a it holds up as a sci-fi, but as far as like being entertaining overall, I don't know. It was like hard to follow and made too many violent and war statements at the end. I don't know. But it was enjoyable. I mean, it looks really good. Like, despite, like, I guess I could say it ages well in production value, but not really in theme. It's like really hard to appreciate that over violent theme now. So that's how it has ruined us. Yeah, basically. We're all soft pussies now. Yeah, too much slice of life. Exactly. Need more JoJo's and Fist of the North Star. And crying like Jojo's is in, Jojo's is violent, but in like a very stylized way. This was like grotesque. Now I need to go watch uh, Wicked City and Crying Freeman. Oh, and Bull, Mad Bull 34. Are those more super violent ones I'm missing? <laughs> yes. And Mad Bull 34 is super violent and super comedy. He has grenades on his pubes, tied to his pubes. <laughs> when he needs, when he needs uh, action. He just rips them out and he throws them like grenades. It's awesome. <laughs> Madball Thirty Four is amazing. You should watch it. <laughs> that sounds better. It's awesome. I'm, I'm, will, I'm willing for it to make fun of its ridiculousness. It's like 1990s New York, and it's like about cops, like trying to solve a rape case or something like that. And it's, it's just, it's awesome. It's crazy. And then the only other thing I watched was the OVA, the 13th episode for the Demi Chan one, the one about Monster Girls that I reviewed. Oh, yeah. And that was still... Was it a beach episode? Yeah, I mean, it, they went to the pool. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. But that wasn't really the focus, I suppose, because they're, like, remembering back in the past while they're at the pool. So it doesn't make all the statements that I liked the show for, but it was still enjoyable. Um, there's that's a no, it. There's a new Konosuba OVA out. I haven't yeah, watched I haven't it yet. Even, I haven't even seen last season's OVA, but... That's what it is, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, like, first season's OVA. Oh, I, know, I haven't seen that one. I know there's yeah. episodes I missed between the two. Gotcha. I think there might have been two that I missed between the two. and It's a funny show, but I'm not sure I'll go out of my way to watch just that. Gotcha. Hey, did you hear this new Konosuba project? No. no, I didn't. Yeah, there's a new project for Konosuba in the works. In, in under works makes under, sense seems pretty under, under construction it's funny but like how much more can they do i don't know i don't know well maybe they'll get out of the starter city <laughs> they did they left to go to join that multi-level marketing city <laughs> uh, well okay but they went back yeah and they went back <laughs> maybe they maybe they can't leave the city for the sake of comedy maybe uh, we'll see all right duty picks Sure. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. DVD picks, yeah. All right, so that was that. You didn't get to listen to it. You're right. Even, even updating my Skype, it doesn't matter. Nope. Microsoft said, thou shall not listen to my hosts. I, I lose a feature like... Every few months, like first it was being able to hear bumpers and then 
now it only rings on my phone instead oh, of my man. desktop. It's like next you just won't even be able to hear me. It'll cease all functionality other next, than hey, it's like a picture. Hey, it's a Microsoft product now. True. That's what happens. All right, what do we got? I guess we'll start with 808. And Heartbreak. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Tokyo Ravens Complete Collection. Hidamari Sketch X Honeycomb. Ugh. Fairy Tale. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> One Piece. Well, this is a very disappointing week so far. It is. Oh, oh Food Wars Season oh. 1. Yokeki like, Omelet. Is this the first time it's been dubbed or what? Because I, I feel so. like Food Wars should already be out season one. Oh, maybe season two then. Well, this is season one. Oh. <laughs> Double O. It's, I don't know. It's a re-release or sometimes dubbing it. I don't know. Digimon Adventure Try. Ugh. Yeah. So many mainstream shows this week. I guess we'll do next week too because it's also small. Rainbow Days Complete Collection. The fuck is that? Anyway. I don't know. Funimation has it though. Huh. Uh, Bukon, B- Bakugan? I don't know. I want to say Bakugan, but it's not that. It's like Bakugan without the G. <laughs> the G is gone. Bakugan. <laughs> <laughs> Lame puns. There's no more G's. Beyond the Boundary, I'll Be Here. Okay, I think I know what Beyond the Boundary is. Yeah, I think I know what that one is. The girl with the pink hair, but... I don't know what I'll be here is. I don't know what that means. No idea. Yeah. I'm going to look it up because then at least we can tell our listeners something other than all this stuff we don't want to talk about. Let's see. You'll hear me clicking. That's clack, always clack, fun. clack. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything. It just says it's beyond the boundary. Oh, wait. I should type the I'll be here part. Uh... It's a movie. Oh. Okay. Uh, let's see if it says what it's about, because I don't feel like the show needs a movie. The first part of a two-part movie. The story is a recap. Oh, fuck. Ah, fuck. Fuck recaps. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We did all this research, and it's might as well they just not released anything. Well, out of that disappointing two weeks, I guess Food Wars is something I enjoyed. Ah, I'll pass. <laughs> Tokyo Ravens looks interesting, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, well, that's it. What's next? I think, What's next? Well, we might have to like find a different list because there's like only one thing in the next week, and then it just like stops. Wow, like, that's I, not good. I don't, I don't think this was ever updated. Oh no, like, maybe we're missing things, and that's why it's disappointing. Because next week, all there is is Endride Part Two and Ushio and Tora. Ushio and Tora. Why do I know that? Complete collection. I don't know. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm checking it out too real quick. Because it looks like it ends abruptly. Uh, no, it goes to the 29th. Well, yeah, that's. I read the 29th part, but then after that, it just stops. Like, clearly there's more months in the year. Yeah, Wagneria. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think we'll have to go find a new list. Yeah, I don't think all of October just has Vagnaria Volume 2. Damn it, DVD talk. <laughs> well, Brought to you by DVD talk until now. Exactly, till now. <laughs> They've outlived their usefulness. Exactly. All right. 
what will you be talking about today? Oh man, I have an exciting topic that's related to anime. Exciting for me. Hopefully I can make it exciting for people listening. But it's not anime itself. It's how anime is reviewed as a whole. And obviously we spend a lot of time reviewing it on the podcast. But this more specifically is about the scoring. So normally we talk about a show here. And then we say, like, what would you give it out of 10? Because that's what my anime list does. It asks you, what would you give it out of Wait, 10? Wait, I thought we'd give it out of 5. <laughs> give it out of 5 here, man. And, and you've given out, like, a 6 before? <laughs> I have? Oh, shit. How, how generous. Man. That I'm must like, have been your favorite show. I'm, I'm now the Dave Meltzer of anime podcasts. Giving out 6-star <laughs> reviews. When there's only been a 5-star system in place for years and years and years. Man. What? I'm hoping to change it up out of 1 through 10, but I won't be doing something like going to 20 or 100. Well, I know so. there's other podcasts like uh, Anime... Oh, what is it? I can't think of the name now, damn it. But well, they have I like, can name some other podcasts. There's Anime Addicts Anonymous. I was thinking of them, but I don't listen to them very often. Um, uh, Anime News Network. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they have like crackers. I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Netflix it and like burn it and like piss on the. Uh, well, that's just a renaming of a one through it five. Is, it is. It is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go over all my pros and cons of one through ten. So bear with me, and then I'll offer the solution. But I don't want to spoil the solution early because okay, fair enough. I want, pe- I want people to think about the one through ten scale first because I feel like most people just do it without thinking. All right, so platform is yours. We'll start with the advantages of the one through ten scale because clearly, if it's been adopted, there must be some use to it, <laughs> and everyone's using it. So I'd say the biggest advantage of it is that it allows you to compare everything you see to each other. It doesn't have separate bins. So like all the anime you watch, 1 through 10, I can say, for example, like I consider Full Metal Brotherhood a greater show than like, well, now I can't think of any other show, but even Psychopaths, like one's 9 and one's 8. It doesn't matter that they're vastly different shows. It only matters that one is higher. So I also think 1 through 10 is useful related to numbers and kind of that theme because it's more useful than a 1 through 5 scale. Um, when I look up game reviews or movie reviews, people really abuse the one through five scale. They'll say like 3.5 out of five, and then they should have just used seven out of 10. But for some reason they think they're not too good, but like they never adjust. They don't think about it. They're just like 3.5. So why are we rating things out of five and using halves? That makes no sense. So one through 10 is also good because I believe it's the correct numbers to use if you're going to use numbers. And then The second point of why it's useful on my anime list specifically is it's really useful as a website aggregate because everyone rates things differently for different reasons, but combined, it probably reflects how a show might be in general a good show. So even though I can't be like, I can't police how people rate, right? Like if they give Full Metal a five because of like something I didn't think about, like directorial style, even though that's not something I'm normally concerned with, um, the average of everyone's score is generally a good indicator for how it might be enjoyable overall because it encompasses all aspects of rating because you have all different people doing it. So even though you as a viewer might 
record your favorite shows based clearly on how many cute girls are in it. What what a good way to rate it. <laughs> um, the end result would be your score going in with everyone that rated it based on different things and becoming more useful overall. So, and the third reason is familiarity is why it's useful. Nearly everyone understands what a one through ten scale means since it's been a staple in like psychology questionnaires and tests in school and then now rating scales everyone uses one through five or one through ten so I've it's always, useful i mean i've always liked it because it also gives you a lot more spectrum where i mean we've done the one through five I, i'll be honest i'm not really sure what the fuck i use to grade i i'll be honest i never really put a lot of thought into it and it was just like like you said oh it's something for everyone small everyone understands mm-hmm. a one through five or a one through ten or whatever right. and i like the one through five just because it's like uh, it's easy, but I also feel like the one through ten is gives you a little more wiggle room, where you could say, "Oh, this show was a seven, but I thought this show was an eight. Right. Why? I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of people abuse the one through five by using half numbers. See, I hate doing that though. I, I'd rather say, "Just give me a whole number." Okay. And I've always, I've never been like, "Oh, it's a one point seven five. Well, at least you're using no, it it's a one. But- it sucks. But, but I'm annoyed when people use like three and a half and I'm like, okay, why'd you pick one through five then? <laughs> You're not going to use any whole numbers. So, yeah, so it's familiar and easy to use and you don't have to think about it. But now there's lots of disadvantages I have. Not lots, just five. One is everything's in a big group. It groups even unrelated things together. And I said, for example, would I rate both Toradora and Full Metal Brotherhood a nine? Like, I would, personally, break them both a nine. But is that useful to someone? Like, if someone asked me for a recommendation and I said, these shows are equal in score, um, that ignores my preference and it ignores their preference, I wouldn't be able to recommend them because I wouldn't know if they like action or comedy. Those shows are not equal if you don't like one of those things. So the second reason is not a large enough scale. So many shows I would like to rank higher or lower than each other all have the same rating of eight or nine. So if you look at my my anime list, the double my, um, I have a ton of things at eight, nine, and seven because I think, well, it's probably better than average if I stuck with it. So it's already five or higher, right? <laughs> and furthermore, if I enjoyed it like a good amount, it's going to be seven or higher. So now like everything's in a small part of the spectrum. And perhaps it's my fault for abusing the 1 through 10. Maybe I should spread everything out 1 through 10. But because I never started doing that, it's become an issue where everything has the same score. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, though, too, it's your opinion. And you shouldn't be rating something because you go, ah, oh, I got 27s. Well, this show deserves a 4. You know? Right. And then well, okay, compromising, on your, compromising on your true... Yeah. Like critique and how you feel, but at the end of the day, this is all subject matter. This is all subject to the viewer. You know, we as critics or reviewers or whatever to call ourselves are just passing along. Here's what we thought. Here's what we give it. But like you know, you know, everyone's tastes are different on what they're looking for in their entertainment. Be it games, anime, whatever. Right. But, so I should give the I should give the precursor of why it even bothered me, and I talked to my friends about it because, like, my primary use for my anime list and rating all the things 
is for me to use when someone asks me for a recommendation. Because at this point, I've seen too many things to remember them all. And now I can look at a list and have a reference. And currently, when they're all rated the same, the list is no longer useful to me to use. Sure, it's your subjective opinion, and I made it over time. So I'm not saying I did it wrong, or anyone's doing it wrong. It's just like now looking back on it, it's no longer useful as a ranking system to me. Hmm. So, so I guess I believe, though I agree that it's subjective and I shouldn't feel bad about it, like you said. It's, if it's going to be useful going forward, something needs to change. So I said, like, going on a scale of 1 through 100 would solve that issue, but only that issue. It would create its own issue, so I wouldn't recommend doing that. And then next is a 1 through 10 scale creates unused numbers and general laziness. So I've noticed that, like, almost everyone who rates things uh, doesn't like to say a show they finished is a show that would, like, be below average. And... I only have like five friends to use an example, but if they all rate games or anime they finished, they're never going to say like one was a three out of 10 if they actually finished the game or show because they value their own tastes like higher than average. So if I finished a show personally and managed to sit through it, I would give it a five instantly because if it was less than a five, I would have dropped it. And I don't think that's fair. Like you're ignoring half of the rating system, but, um, I feel like a lot of people do that. So I also say it's subjective, which isn't necessarily a disadvantage, but it's something it is. I said, unless you rate using a rubric or the same rating system each time, which would be terrible and boring. Yeah. It's going to be a subjective way of rating something. You're not like you could be, I suppose, but I am personally not. And you're not uh, a film critic who talks about like, the directorial styles like it's it's not like film school level critique it's no this is just i watch it it's what you enjoy versus don't enjoy and you would recommend to a friend so yeah so i don't think it's a disadvantage necessarily but it is something that happens with one through ten you're the person doing it so it's up to your opinion and then yeah the biggest reason was number five is it's not useful i said this is the biggest reason i would change it i primarily use my rating system to recommend shows to my friends and listeners and a 1 through 10 system doesn't let me do this. Like, if I just link you my anime list and you're like, what should I watch? And you just see, like, 20 things at 8. How would you ever know what you should watch? Like, what's good for you? So, you wouldn't. So now, the big proposed solution. So, I discussed with friends and my brother, like, different solutions. And we decided, like, maybe there shouldn't be any numbers involved. Maybe it should just be, like, a ranking So that seems better than numbers at first, but it can't just be a ranking one through all the shows I've watched because that wouldn't be useful either, right? (laughs) Um, So, but it's, it's closer. So then we discussed, well, what are other systems that people have to rate things? A lot just use numbers, but in games, uh, if you play any like competitive games like League of Legends, you are familiar with like a tier system. So they'll rate like each character like A through E, or some use S. I didn't use S. Yeah, but but okay. I feel like it's kind of flawed though, because in a game, you're actively doing something. You're achieving. Everyone understands like what an A rank means, what a B rank means, what a C rank means. But when you're going into like something like anime, there's such a vast 
quantity of stuff out there. Right. But if you're going to say, oh, well, this is definitely a Steinsgate worthy show. You know, watch Steinsgate and be like, yeah, I love that show. You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. Or you could, you could hate it because you hate sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't be an A type. I, I get where you're going. Like, I'm not trying to like, well, I haven't got off there here. Yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Continue on. Sorry. Okay. Well, you're, the critique's fair, but oh, I went even further. So then the next step is because it currently isn't useful that I've seen so many shows, I decided to break them into different genres. And the way I did this is I would look at a show on my list and I would say, what genres does it fit in? It can go in more than one bucket. So, like, for example, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a... Is, okay, so the spoiler is I used a tiering system, but I believe it's better because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I would consider an A, like the best type of adventure show. But for action, I would only consider it like a C in action. So the purpose of this is, though it seems silly because you're not competing against anyone, and why would one be ranked higher than the other? I did it based on how I would recommend shows to people. So if someone came to me and they said, I'm really into action shows, what should I watch? I don't think the thing you see on Reddit where it's like a giant web diagram is even useful to anyone. I don't know no, who. I don't think so either. I don't know who has the patience to go through all the tree decisions to find a show. So my solution is you tell me what genre you like and I, I look it up in my list. So if someone wanted action, all the best action shows I have are Code Geass, Full Metal Brotherhood, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Ironically, that wasn't A in action, but it's trying to give an example of where it might be different. And Fate Zero. And then if you wanted to know what subgenres it is, you could just search the list and see where it appears elsewhere, I guess, using the find function. It's not beautiful. I just made it in Word. But to me, this is much more elegant system and useful. It doesn't have ratings, but it does rank them. So, like, I would equally recommend all the shows in that top tier. And then you could go A through E. For example, things I consider bad action shows. Triage X, which is primarily an etchy show, which has its own category in this list. So I considered it a C-level etchy show, but an E in action. It's a shitty action show. Mm -hmm. uh, Aria the Scarlet Ammo. Kaze no Stigma. Requiem for a Phantom, which some people like these shows, but like you said, it's subjective. <laughs> Eleven Eyes and Afro Samurai. So that means either I think they're bad in general and they're only action shows, or I thought something about them was way better, and you'll see it in a different genre, like B or C. But in action, that would be one of the last shows I recommend you watch of the action shows I've seen. So now, gotcha. now what do you think? Now you can give your... Well, now I want to hear, I guess, critique. Um, yeah, I mean... I got get where you're coming. I guess it comes down to like having to do more critiquing. Like, okay, now I got to stop. I guess we take the easy way out of, of, okay, I watched it, uh, and here's the story. Here's what I thought overall. Now mm -hmm. you got to sit down and actually go. What are the genres here? What are the, what are the different elements of the anime? Right, And I guess That's you're right, but I still feel like it relies 
Mm, I don't know. You know, I, I get where you're coming from, though. But I feel like... Because now that I've seen enough anime, yeah. being a pretty long viewer, 1 through 10 stops being useful once you've seen, like, 300 shows. Uh, too many duplicates. Like, it needs subcategories of some kind. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But, I mean, how are you going to take... How are you going to break it down and say, okay... Um, looking at Kakaguri or whatever, for example. Yeah. It's drama. It's, um... Fan service. Fan it's service, exactly. Thriller. Mm-hmm. Psychological. Yeah, so I would put them in all buckets I think it fell on. That's what I did today with my whole list. Uh, so, for example, that one, we can use that. I would say, so far, it's like an A-level thriller. That's why I enjoy it primarily. C-level fan service and, like... B or C drama. I'm not too attached to all the characters yet. So then, if someone wanted my recommendation and I linked them the thriller category, they would see that. They would see that, wow, it's one of the best thrillers. I should watch it if I'm into that. And then they could look at the subcategories and see, well, maybe not. I don't like fan service, so I'm going to ignore that one. So to me, that's why it's useful. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I guess it's good, but I mean, Sometimes I think there's shows like Evangelion where there's just so much going on. There's so much being thrown at you that you could just go spend being down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Maybe it's like way too many genres. You know, oh, I got your symbolism. Oh, I got this. Yeah. Oh, I got that. Oh, I got to interpret this. Oh, I you got your biblical symbolism yeah. genre. No. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Too many categories is not useful is what I've decided. So I try to stick to a reasonable amount. I have 10, 11. I have thriller, slice of life, sci-fi, romance, mystery, horror, fantasy, eye candy. That was supposed to be things that are animated really well. I'm not sure if that's a useful category, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there's some some shows I considered enjoyable simply because well, they're... Well, I mean, I mean I, I, back in the early days of the podcast... I would talk about all oh, the musical score or the voice acting and more like a real film film critic. I tried to be, but after a while, it's like you know what I I I don't do just I don't have a degree in music. I right. don't speak Japanese. Never produced your own anime. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like to me, all the Japanese sound great because it's in another language. But I can tell you when I hear a bad dub. But even today, all the dubs are really freaking good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's no longer the Wild West. So stuff like that, I feel like, doesn't really make a difference anymore. So I've just kind of always focused on what story and, you know, the characters and, and you know, the enjoyment of the show overall. Right. That's fair, yeah. When I talked about it initially with my friends, they said that they're like, well, are you a real film critic on your podcast? And I'm like, well, no. I I don't pretend to be a real film critic. I'm not qualified, and it wouldn't be enjoyable or useful for people to listen to how I thought it sounded, other than today, perhaps, because Fate Apocrypha does sound abysmal. But <laughs> the, the point is, I don't want to make it a more rigorous way to score things, but yeah. I want it to be more useful by sorting it into bins. So I gotcha. So how I enjoyed the show, I didn't have to re-rate anything. Everything stayed the same, but I thought a little deeper by thinking, 
well, did I give this an eight because it was a good example of this type of show or why? So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, and it was fairly easy to place into bins. I only had to look at like several, just like five shows out of like over 200 to figure out what they thought the genre was. Cause my anime list lists it. Like there's some I thought were hard to place, but most were very obvious or how I would definitely recommend them to someone that liked that genre, even if they don't consider it a drama. Even if White Album 2 is listed as only romance and not drama, I would still recommend that to someone who enjoys drama. Yeah. So. True. Stuff like that. So I enjoyed doing it. I'll post it with the show notes for this episode. And I'm not sure I could encourage other people to do it. But I think once you've seen enough shows like me, it was something that would a, a reorganization would be useful. Yeah. So. All right. So I enjoyed talking about it and hopefully... Someone thought it was interesting and different because <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of people sort them differently than one through 10. Yeah. And I purposely don't put the ratings in our pot. You know, I early on, I thought about putting, Oh, I'll put the rating on the, why, why listen to the show? You know? So I yeah. purposely don't mention any ratings or anything. And I kind of look at ratings as just kind of a sub kind of like a, ah, that was a seven. Yeah. That was a nine. You know, but right. I feel like the rest of my review should convey that. I'm not just, I'm kind of just spelling a number for the sake of, well, here's where I'd peg it. Right. It's useful to know how you'd rate it compared to all the other shows you've seen, but it doesn't speak about the show itself, really. So, yeah. That's why you normally ask about it at the end, because mm-hmm. why well, I'd be like, this is a nine. And then here's why. It. Yeah. Don't give them the TLDR first. Exactly. So, all right. Well, that is our show. Possibly going forward, I could just like cut out the paragraph of where I believe it fits. <laughs> I can just mention like, oh, it was an eight, but yes. I would rank it as like a B level action. I don't know. There you go. All right. Anything else before we head off? No, that's it. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.